0: Investing Insights with Right Property Group exploring trends in real
1: estate and helping property investors gain financial security. Hey there everybody, Steve Waters and Victor Kumar back again. And it's been a while, Vic. It's 5 months. 5 months, uh, yeah. For another live recording and filmed mm-hmm. uh, of our awesome podcast Investing Insights with Right Property Group and clearly the reason we haven't got together in the last 5 or there months is because we've been in the harsh lockdown as everybody would know so we're not going to even bother talking about that today because i think we're all a bit fatigued Mm -hmm. uh, with lockdown the talk of lockdown the narrative around covid we're just over it yeah pretty
0: much everyone wants to move on um, but there is uh, obviously a very strong um, tilt towards the media the media saying that you know Maybe the property market's coming to a peak or maybe next year's gonna slow down. We've got APRA coming in with uh, their supposed uh, attack on slowdown, if I could use that word. Uh, but there's a lot of moving pieces and I thought that um, um, we would just talk property today.
1: Well, I hope so. <laughs> if you wanna talk about any other subject, <laughs> I'm like, I need a bit of warning.
0: Yeah, just, just for the listeners, though, like Stephen, I struggled uh, for the last five minutes saying, okay, what, what are we gonna really talk about? Um,
1: yeah, and to be fair though, it's not because we don't give it any thought or or bandwidth. It's just that because we talk about this every day, and yeah, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the subjects are re- quite repetitive, mm. but with a different slant on it, we've always just winged it or, yeah. w- or wung it, winged it, winged it. We've always just winged it, and we thought today that look, we were going to do that, but there is something that uh, we thought was prudent of us to be able mm. to talk about today, and that is. Investing between the flags, and we'll explain that a little bit later on. But before we do, Vic, what's been happening for five months? For five months, well, because um, this sorry, I didn't interrupt. This is about only the third time we've met this year. Met yeah, this year. physically, face
2: yeah. Yeah. to yeah. yeah,
0: we've we've been meeting on Zoom pretty much every day, and um, uh, on Facebook Live. So um, every second Thursday evening. Uh, so if you haven't, um, uh, you know, um, come across our Facebook Live, just go to our Facebook page. There's all those historical Facebook Lives there. A lot of gold in there as we talked about the topical things. And then true to form, we always went on, off on tangents. Um, and um, meeting face-to-face today, I think the biggest thing was that um, uh, the cafe owner, where we go to have our breakfast before we
1: come here to do our podcast, remembered
0: us even after five months, right? It's uh, good yeah. service, good hospitality, good, good, good hospitality. business. Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
1: It's um, And I think they're all amped up. Yes. That's right. To actually be that's out right. and about and, and you know, uh, perpetuate their businesses, mm. yeah.
0: But you could see that these businesses, as as they as the volume ramps up, they're struggling to keep up because it's it, they've started from a stop. And uh, like most businesses, and like most um, uh, people that are investing, when you go into a lockdown, you tend to overthink things a bit uh, because all of the stimulus, external stimulus, is either accentuated or diminished, depending on. Uh, how you've handled a lockdown. Well, that's,
1: well, that actually brings me to the subject that we just brainstormed. Investing investing between the flags because, as you rightly said, people tend to overthink a lot mm-hmm. of stuff. Uh, it's just a, an, the ability that we all have, be it negative or positive, and when we're in a lockdown and when we're isolated, the cogs seem to spin a lot quicker. Mm-hmm. But the fundamentals, even though we've all heard that word a million times, always ring true, always stay there. It's just that now with COVID, as we've mentioned before, there's a few fundamentals that have changed. Yeah, exactly. And will continue to change. Mm. And we also wanted to talk about data. Mm -hmm. Now I know people just probably rolled their eyes and said, okay, here's another podcast about data. Data. Uh, But we wanna look, talk about it a little differently. Mm. uh, And not in a positive sense. Essentially. So we're
0: talking about the dirty four-letter
1: word in property then, data. Data. Yeah. I thought you were going to say commitment, <laughs> but there's a few more letters than <laughs> four. It's, um, it's, so whilst we consume data like oxygen every single day yeah. and it's necessary, there's also a great deal of data that is incorrect. That's right. Uh, at that point in time. Mm. And when when you look at data in isolation, that's where the danger can Occurred now. I know there'd probably be people out there saying, "Well, that's all I do." You are wrong, Steve and Vic. Um, data never lies. Mm-hmm. Well, then you haven't seen enough of it. Yeah, exactly. But, and so, two things: investing between the flags and and data. But coming back to the first one, which is investing between the flags, what we're really saying there is within your means. Yeah, not even for the now, but for the tomorrow. Mm and the day after don't don't get swayed by the newfound
0: confidence or or seeing other people swimming outside the flags and you've just started swimming or you're not such a strong swimmer in other words your financials aren't as robust um and you're trying to emulate them run and and chase your own
1: opportunities and wins not someone else's well just like the surf conditions they Mm -hmm. change yep so too does your life. And, and there's probably enough of the analogies and cliches, <laughs> but, it, but it rings true because we're just probably at the end of a very purple patch. Correct. In terms of real estate. Mm-hmm. And so what happens is, and we see this now, maybe a dozen cycles. What happens is people get caught up in the now mm. and forget about normality. And normality may be the market Yep. Uh, in normal senses, might be their life. Uh, their wage structure, the performance of their property or properties Mm -hmm. whatever it may be and just inherently the risk profile increases and a little bit of speculation starts to creep in because well what's the worst case scenario everything's heading north if I speculate worst case scenario is I break even best case scenario is I get Mm -hmm. a multiplier effect and that's it's never right to do it that way however it's even more dangerous as you get to the end of a cycle. But let me be clear when I say the end of a cycle. I'm being very general because there'll be still markets that will perform very mm-hmm. well. There'll be perf- markets that give a little bit little bit back and there'll be markets that go sideways. It doesn't mean that it's the end of the growth pattern or growth cycle. It just might mean that the elevated yep. growth days are gone. That's right. The growth acceleration is starting to slow down.
0: And, and um, I, I guess one of the dangers of, uh, you know, Getting or jumping into investing off the back of the bull run like this is that um, a few wins and you think that uh, you've got this down pat, and that's when you start cutting corners because you you've got all that equity parked away, you've got the ability to borrow money r- rather easily in today's climate, uh, and um, you 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 feel that you are just you you just can't fail, and that's where failure comes in from.
1: Yeah, because you forget the, you forget the, the step-by-step process mm-hmm. of mitigation. Yep, and we'll talk about that. Maybe we'll give some tips. Yeah, at the end of the podcast, around well, here are things that we do and we uh, encourage our clients mm. to do, which has no downside.
0: Yeah, potentially. Yeah. Well, if you look at like uh, you know the airline industry it's back up and running. So if you if you take an analogy from there, a pilot, regardless of how many times he's taken off. Still goes to the same routine check every single time, even if it's just landed half an hour ago. He does the same routine checks before he takes off. It's the same with investing as well. Mm. Regardless of how many times you've purchased or how many people you've seen purchase and
1: it be, become successful, you still need to do your due diligence and it checks. It's a good analogy with the pilot because mm. if he shortcuts the process, the consequences are diabolical. Yep, and. Very hard to recover from it well yeah mm. uh and look not saying that death and property investing is on the same page but yeah there's a certain amount of importance and self-regulation mm-hmm. that you need to encompass and encourage yourselves to do and, and we'll talk about that a little bit later on but investing between the flags is not also just about saying stay uh, safe, safe. Mm-hmm. it's not about you know putting the rubber blow up things on your arms and sort of going knee deep it's just about i can almost see you doing that in the beach i probably did do it (laughs) (laughs) it's but it's it's more about saying well here's my lane yep this lane works this lane Mm -hmm. is safer than outside Mm -hmm. the flags but there's still things we need to do to be able to mitigate the risk within the flag so let's talk about that and the first one is always cash flow Mm -hmm. now i don't know how many times we've said that i right. know, you know as i just said, said that i thought here we go again we're talking about cash flow again mm-hmm. but it's very easy to forget about cash flow in a boom market yeah because people don't people tend to forget about the cash flow when there's amplified growth patterns mm-hmm. there it makes them feel warm and fuzzy between their ears and there's a uh there's almost a justification about the lack of cash flow mm-hmm. management that makes them feel good but as i've mentioned in the past when the growth stops and the cash flow is horrendous you pivot to become a resentful investor yeah, but so too does everybody else and that's the beginnings of a downward trend in market mm-hmm. along with the other sort of characteristics. So making sure that you're balancing all the time is for me such an important point but people tend to let go of that during the boom yeah. times. It's like I just want to buy, buy, yeah. buy, buy, buy and there's probably a, a fair amount of uh, credibility to that but you actually can do both.
0: Mm. Mm. Balancing happens all throughout all
1: throughout yeah all the time and that's why we do the reviews yep Um, some of the other things though that in terms of diversification which in itself is a form of mitigation so we've talked about cash flow management we're Mm -hmm. not talking about um, positive cash flow properties or or commercial you know whatever it is to you it is but it's more about the cash flow management including yourselves in other words the affordability factor back to you to you but Mm -hmm. not today tomorrow yep once again Uh, diversification around property type potentially the areas the areas the state the suburb the street Mm. the LGA whatever whatever it is to you because and the reason I say that is very rarely do you have this instance where all markets are heading north yes usually some are going up some are going sideways and there might even be a few that give back Mm. a little bit which happens to all markets at a point in time but when you're well spread well versed throughout these different localities Hopefully, with some growth orientated properties. Hopefully, with some cash flow orientated properties, so that we're balancing that mm-hmm. bottom number. Well, then you're quite sheltered from the large swings and roundabouts Correct. that markets will give you, whether you like it mm-hmm. or not. Yeah.
0: So, if it, when you look at these types of portfolios that we're putting together, obviously there's the foundational properties, which has got you know the diversification, the the cash flow management, and all that. Then. As the portfolio matures, then, then we're starting to perhaps try the hard-up surfing areas, right? Because we've now got a rock-solid foundation, so we can actually go a little bit outside of the lane with good risk mitigation in place.
1: So what would those pieces of risk mitigation be to you?
0: So first of all would be uh, you know, the availability of capital and cash reserves to begin with, and having the experience to say, you know, look, if it goes against me, this is my escape. This is my get out of jail card for this property, and how you know this is what the impact will be on the portfolio. So, um, a good example of it would be say uh, perhaps buying that holiday home, right? And and looking at Airbnb. Um, uh, Steve, you're smiling because we talked about it just about half an literally. hour ago, right? So, yeah, literally. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's it's a for most people it's it's a dream, right? And um, they justify it by putting. Um, you know a coating on it to say well we'll Airbnb it uh, when we're not using it the reality is that when you want to use it most people want to use it around that time anyway and secondly fairly strong changes happening with the short-term rental market uh, with the legislation right so there's all of these risks that you need to take into account to say okay this is my best case scenario but if only the worst case scenario could happen with this property can I survive does it hold me back does it put me back two, three, five years or can I still have this as a thorn in my side and we've got a few now in our portfolio mm. can we can we have still have this as a thorn in my side and still continue building my portfolio towards my end goal so this is where it's really important not to take your eyes off your end goal just because you're just outside
1: the flags well let's talk about that then the end goals and i'm adamant that people's original goals they change they're different
0: mm. Especially after COVID, they much different.
1: Yeah, but even within years of the journey, so to speak, of investing. So the most tangible thing, as we spoke about before, is that replacement of current income. Mm -hmm. That's a tangible goal. And let's just say that it was 40 years uh, out there. That's the horizon goal. Mm -hmm. But even within five years, the goal will change, or Mm -hmm. circumstances will change. And it may not be the goal. You've had a set of triplets, and now it wants to be a larger principal place of residence. Mm -hmm. Or you might want to take a sabbatical and become a monk. Yep. Whatever, whatever it may be. Nothing wrong with that, nothing wrong with that, but there's things will change. And so it's important that as your goals change, your circumstances change, but always protect the bottom bottom line and have the ability to be able to slightly pivot Mm -hmm. in terms of the strategy. And you can't do that if you're too tilted one way or the Mm -hmm. other Mm -hmm. in terms of growth. And mm. potentially cash flow. dare I say? Mm.
0: Yeah, that's true. And and it's important as you as you pivot that you don't undo the hard work you've already done, so that uh, you know you're not putting everything at risk. So there needs to be a set and forget. I'm, I'm protecting these this bunch of properties pro- or property, uh, and I'm going to do this. And if this fails, it does not
1: significantly impact what I've already got. That's really important to look at it that way. And so if we're talking coming back to risk mitigation because we're staying within the flags and mm-hmm. once again that's within our own sort of parameters and capacities what else would you suggest to people so that you're in a position to be able to go forward mm-hmm. because you don't want to just lay tread on, water, yeah tread water lay around and do nothing and watch opportunity sort of drift away what else would you suggest to contain the mitigation or retain mitigation, but still be able to move forward
0: well first off you need to know your exact numbers in terms of what your current portfolio is costing you or if you haven't got a portfolio uh, frankly you shouldn't be slu- swimming outside the flags if you haven't got a portfolio but let's say you did uh, you need to know your your position in terms of if things went against you how long can you sustain the cash flow on the property that you're acquiring and whether you truly can um, undertake the full strategy on the property so as an example let's say you say um, uh, you know a, a property with a simple subdivision splitting into two titles right but you haven't got the funds if you've, you've got the funds to acquire the property but you haven't got the funds to go on and then split the property into two in say a year's time or two years time right because not only um, are all your savings dried up you're now totally dependent on the upward trajectory of that property and and neither you nor I nor anyone can control the market or the future yeah so uh, that that's something that if it goes away that's really good yes you can we can and we'll come back to data on that We can look at it and 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 um, uh, speculate safely that it'll go up um, or down or sideways Uh, but we need to also look at okay if we haven't got the money and let's say we're having a uh, change in the family scenario so kids um, or we're having a change in the employment situation where we're going from pay to say perhaps contracting or uh, self-employed there goes your lending for at least a year two years and in the meantime you've taken on a property that's actually say costing you as an example 500 a month to hold right i'm, I'm being very uh, generous over here because most people when they get subdivision type properties they're, they're spending a lot more to hold these types of properties so you need to look at it in the sense that none nothing goes your way Are you still able to hold onto this property for the next finance cycle to come across, for you to be able to offload this, or to be able to actually finance this um, from within its own equity for the subdivision
1: itself? You raise a good point there, and that's and you you mentioned finance cycle Mm. because there's there's really three cycles. Yes, and if everybody pictures the property clock, which we've all seen potentially hundreds of, and side note never really that accurate there is the market cycle or the property cycle mm-hmm. then you should be overlaying the media, media property cycle. clock yep. over the top of that and then somewhere at the top or the bottom is the finance mm-hmm. cycle and what I'm referring to there is the availability of credit yep the cost of credit is clearly very very important Or well, the cost of money is very very important but probably more so the availability hmm. of it is more precious because that's what makes the market move the availability i mean just go back to 2019 well prior to that 16 yeah with apra and the handbrake as we've talked about many times and it's been throughout the media and how that just essentially stopped people getting into the market the intent was there mm-hmm. but the ability wasn't yep fast forward a lot of what we're seeing today is a repercussion of that in mm-hmm. some way shape or form
0: because it's all that pent-up demand right that correct.
1: that's been released correct and the the lack of supply yep in a lot of areas because investors weren't providing accommodation mm. um if you bring that forward to today in terms of the finance cycle because that's what we're heading into now yep the intent is there still hmm. the the elevated uh want or in the elevated intent to purchase property will always be there Yep. it's just well how can i get my hands on finance how can i get my hands on credit and then what is the cost mm-hmm. of money and so when we take into account that clearly unless you've been hiding it or living under a rock the media is full of negativity at the moment mm. around finance we had the apra sort of touch of the, the brakes yeah. yeah uh what a month mm. maybe two months ago now um or thereabouts and now in the media in mainstream media and social media that we're just seeing well you know inflation is going to go through the roof it's going to explode and rates are going to explode in fact i saw a headline this morning saying this is the beginning of the end for all you investors. Yeah. That was the headline. It was like, well, okay. Headlines sell. Well, they do. Clickbait. Mm. It's clearly. But let's flesh that out. What happens if rates go up? What happens if they go up by half a percent? Mm -hmm. What's the immediate effect? Already we can see that the market is starting to react to the media and maybe it's – Maybe it's all deliberate. Yeah, There's a conspiracy in me. Mm-hmm. Uh, in in combination with what APRA's done, that people at the top of the market more so are mm. trying to now take the price. So yeah, I as an individual deem this the top of the market, so I'm going to sell my property now. But so too is the collective. And so there's definitely more stock on market mm-hmm. at the top end.
0: And it's a bit of a herd mentality as well, right? So one person Always jumps
1: and then everyone starts jumping in. Yeah, once you get that um, that herd mentality, that's where – it could potentially become a a self-fulfilling prophecy. Mm. Mm. Um, But I did mention the top of the market and probably the middle, the affordable corridors, still very little stock on market. And that's throughout Australia. Mm. Uh, And some markets are are growing at a higher rate than others at the moment. Like I read the CoreLogic report uh, the other day, Sydney's now come off its peak in terms of the rate of growth. So let me say Mm -hmm. it again, the rate of growth. So in other words, there'll still be growth. Correct. Um, Brisbane has accelerated. Uh, Melbourne has come off slightly. In fact, everything else has come off mm. slightly, except South Australia and Brisbane, yeah. I believe. Um, and we'll probably do so now. Is that a repercussion of the media and APRA? Maybe, maybe not. But it's probably more if you back the truck up. Mm. It's probably more. The, the The seed was planted maybe midway this year for those areas, and mm-hmm. even beforehand for those that look for the trends. Yep. The, come then become data Mm etc etc so making sure that we're if i come back to the investing between the flags making sure that we are always in control of the cash flow Mm. have the money before you need it then you're always well within your means but it also gives you the the ability ability to execute opportunity when it presents itself
0: that's right that's right and and knowing that there are resources to help you get out of trouble Right. in other words, your, your lifeguard in this scenario. But in, in in the investing scenario, it is actually your constant portfolio reviews. It is the cash flow management. It's also um, making available the equity that you have got in liquefying the equity so that when finance does slow down, when you're unable to tap into equity, you've already done that. You've, you've already got that parked aside. Uh, and um, that's where potentially you are able to then swim just outside the flags with the opportunities right because in, uh, investing's not about chasing markets investing's about chasing opportunities within the markets so whether it's an up down sideways market there are always opportunities depending on where your portfolio is how well prepared you are and how experienced you are
1: so let me just repeat that because that's a good point investing is not about chasing the markets about identifying the opportunity, controlling the opportunity for tomorrow's market. That's right. That's what real estate mm. is about. Every now and again, we're in a situation where we can make immediate gain. Mm. Very unusual, to be fair, and I'm being very yeah. blunt and, and, and frank with, here.
0: With our investing, we've probably seen it seen this scenario perhaps two, maybe three times. Correct.
1: Yeah. yeah. But we've also seen Probably a dozen different crises, correct, throughout the years, and like we can't, we can't, uh, we can't escape or disguise the fact that this market is beyond and above anyone's expectations. Mm-hmm. In fact, I, as I say that, I remember probably three or four years ago now, uh, I said I, I wrote a blog or, or something along the lines of tomorrow's best performing markets have been stagnant for the last five years mm. and that's because the dynamics were cooking yeah but it was more around the availability that's of right. credit.
0: and that, that's a brilliant segue into data correct right? because when you look at it most people say you know, that this area hasn't grown for five years this area hasn't grown for 10 years or it's gone backwards for the last two years that's just interpreting the data you need to get to the ground truth see what's actually happening in that area uh, to then marry that up with the data to say okay yes the current data is telling me this but the trend on the ground and, and the and the pieces moving on the ground are showing a path this way and when I log that uh, and when I marry that up against the data that I've got on hand it shows me what type of property I need to buy there or whether not to buy there uh, or to go heavy into, into that area because um, like like we like we keep saying, it's cyclical in nature. So long as all the fundamentals are addressed, so we're not not in a uh, area where there is um, you know just one employment type, and if that re- you know sector dies down, that's it. The area is done. So we don't want to be investing So it still needs to have all of those fundamentals, but then we need to marry the data with what's happening on the ground, and not not uh, speculate to say, okay, if it hasn't moved for 10 years, so why will it move?
1: Yeah, because. It's actually a very good point. So if we talk about data, which does actually roll into investing between the, the flags, flags. Uh, data comes in many different shapes and, and forms. Mm. Essentially, what we're saying is that don't always believe the data, mm-hmm. and whilst it's very very important, find out the relevance behind the data, yeah. the trend behind the data. So let's let's talk about the different types of data. It's not just about uh, price growth. It's not just about stock on market. Days on market, uh, yeah. Like, I mean, they're all important points. Mm. Don't get me wrong. Or population growth, jobs numbers, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. There's probably not one piece of data that you could solely use. Yeah. That it it is literally a jigsaw puzzle Mm -hmm. of all these different types of data to paint a picture to give us the outline of a picture. Often, which the data that we're that we're digesting is months, Mm -hmm. years old. Yeah sometimes so we're actually looking for the as we mentioned in one of our lives a couple of weeks a couple of months ago we're actually looking for the trends before the data sustainable trends before the data catches it that become data yeah and then the herd mentality Mm -hmm. follows in but let me repeat that just so all the the people out there that are that are data uh, junkies as we are don't misinterpret what I'm saying data is extremely important very 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 important There's not one piece of data, there's multiple pieces of data that we need to collate. But we want to know what the ground truth is. Exactly. So you can't just look at the data in isolation. Correct. So let's let's give some negatives in terms of just data. Mm -hmm. And the first one that comes to mind is uh, when you see the median or the average price of an area, which I see. On a weekly basis, people say, "I bought betw- I bought below the average. I bought mm-hmm. below the median." Yep. which means nothing. Nothing. So, do you want to explain that?
0: So, if you look at it, and, and this is perhaps one of the um, catch calls of property investing, right? The in, in median price in this area has jumped by twenty percent in the last three months. So, if you look at uh, you know um, how median is, it's, it's lining up all of the sales in a in a Line and you're picking the middle, so not the average, the middle, right? So, if the cluster of sales has been uh, traditionally in the say 500,000 and there's a new development that's uh, happened and now they're selling for 600,000, and so traditionally there's only 20 20 uh, properties selling for 500, and that's still the case, 20, 20 are selling for 500, but in that quarter, this development's been released and the sales have settled. And let's say they were selling for 600, there is a big movement in median price. Where So let's say 30 of them or 40 of them sold mm-hmm. for 600. The median's shifting from 500 to say 550, 600. Mm-hmm. It actually, it'll shift to the 600 because there's more of the 600s when you're laying it in, in a straight line. So more than likely you'll pick that up as a middle. And that media then catches up onto that and says, prices, median prices have jumped from 500 to 600 in the suburb. But mm. the actual ground truth is that, okay, there's a development that is released. Once that development goes away, yes, of course, it set up the new price trend in that area. But that was purely because of development. So there's no other fundamentals that was pushing the prices up.
1: There'll be no new sales, so the actual yep. median will drop. Yep. So the, the people out there are going, well, that's just not physically possible or that's in isolation. Let me give you a real example uh and it we, we would have to go back to last cycle maybe the cycle before that for for relevance where and i've mentioned it before that there was uh a suburb up on the north coast i'll call it of new south wales uh that had i remember the media now you had the highest growth rate mm-hmm. uh out of anywhere in australia yep. at that point in time and we saw we, like we knew why which i'll get to in a minute we saw people jumping into that market because they wanted a piece of that action Mm. and that it was, for them, the holy grail of the growth train. They don't want to miss the growth. They don't want to miss the growth. Mm. But the reason it had the highest um, rate of growth in a short period of time was because of exactly what the example you gave. There was a big development Mm -hmm. uh, of apartments that were sold with, I'm going to call it inflated prices, Mm -hmm. uh, more than the market for a finance reason, perhaps I can yeah. say. Uh, but really, it, it really did been doing the alliance in this. Yeah. One. Uh, that just clearly those settled sales mm. just jumped the price. So the, the headline was fastest growing you know, rate of growth. Duh, 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 duh. Literally two years later, the headlines were uh, to the effect of the highest in possession uh, area in Australia, mm-hmm. same place. Same place, yeah. But now if you were that person that just purely goes on on data and chasing that without any relevance and truth, well, okay, why is the data mm-hmm. telling me that? Now, I know a lot of people out there would be educated and sophisticated enough to see that, right? But equally, there's a lot of people that won't. Yeah. They won't see it. They won't understand it. They won't even – wouldn't even be a consideration. So this this podcast, this that topic or topics is for those people mm-hmm. everybody else is above that you might as well turn off and <laughs> come back to the next one <laughs>
0: yeah so um, I guess I guess um, the the data does lead us somewhere though right so um, we also need to correlate that with uh, jobs you know, the employment, but at at the end of the day, you can have all of these fundamentals, right? Um, uh, Infrastructure, population growth, if there isn't increasing employment or increasing salaries within that area, your growth is mediocre, right? You'll still have growth, but it'll be mediocre because there's no uh, um, excess money coming into the area. Now, a really good example of this is if you you look back to Perth, when they tried to restart the economy a few times, once the resources boom had tanked and they're throwing money after money on infrastructure. And if you recall, Steve, we went to Perth um, doing our on-ground research and there are whole shopping centers, that massive shopping centers that just were basically empty, right? And, and um, uh, you even uh, almost got a haircut there because the barber was just sitting there, but then we decided to leave him alone
1: because he was sleeping sleep in his, his chair, <laughs> <laughs> literally. But there are other shopping centers that is vibrant yes in the
0: same in the same uh, state yeah
1: correct so we, if we talk about the 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 median we talk about the average so that's one piece of data yet that you shouldn't solely rely upon mm. and make sure that you understand the truth behind it you mentioned jobs growth is extremely important because that translate into income into the localized community sometimes yep. from a broader point the state mm-hmm. uh, and that translates through to people's confidence increasing therefore their risk profile increases and i'm not talking about red or black Mm -hmm. at the casino it's just what they're capable and comfortable in spending within the localized economy yep environment Uh, so jobs are absolutely essential however determining the difference between stable and transient jobs Mm. is really important. important very very important so and what we mean by that is there are some tourist locations which have a transient workforce but they also have a transient population Mm -hmm. Uh, and it's very easy to see or to just take as gospel numbers jobs have increased wages have increased but it might be seasonal Mm -hmm. and that doesn't necessarily seasonal doesn't necessarily uh mean you know a one trick pony town out in the middle of nowhere picking oranges uh it could be tourism based it could Mm -hmm. be mining based
0: mining based yeah there's a big um uh, article a couple of years back on people that had done the dough uh in a mining town in wa uh port headland where um the initial flurry of um the the rents absolutely going through the roof was all of these consultants and construction workers coming in to set up the mining uh operations and when the business became, or the mine became a largely automated, they then left because they were there to actually set it up. And people uh, misinterpreted that as okay, the mines here, jobs are um, going crazy, the wages are crazy. So uh, houses that were previously selling for three fifty started selling for a million fifty. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. And and the rents were crazy as well. They're two thousand dollars a week. Mm. And um, overnight, the tap got turned off. And the, the people that had then taken um, bought these properties at, say, 700, 800 and saw their growth go all the way up to, say, two mil, couldn't sell them at 350 because there was no one to buy because there's no more money in that community.
1: Yeah. Ironically, those communities have bounced. Yes. But it sent yeah. a lot of people to the wall. Correct. And you don't want to be a part of that. It's nah. it's You don't want to be living on two-minute noodles to support your property mm. because that's not fun.
0: Yeah. I guess the first thing, when you look at a property, the first thing you need to be looking at is that if it doesn't go my way, whether it is the property, the property cycle, life itself, how can I sell this property and how easily can I sell this property
1: without losing significant money? So how liquid would the market that's be? That's right. Yeah. Now there's different forms of liquidity within the market. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But clearly, coming back to the data, it, it might be days on market, stock on market, et cetera. You more stock on market, longer days on market. It's yep. um, what it translates into. But there's always no. I'll rephrase that. For the most, there's always a point where it becomes saleable. Mm-hmm. It's just that the more you you go to the never never in terms of location, the less liquid that market is. Yep. And when things are sideways on you, uh, you know, in terms of life and therefore the market, your potential buyer is, is has shrunk mm. to zip. Yep. But if you were in metropolis. Well, you've still got a pool of buyer there at a value proposition for whomever it may be. Because in those, yeah. I remember in those Port Hedland days, mm. you could not give them away. No, no, like literally could not give them away. Mm.
0: In fact, there were several um, exposés on ABC and even a current affair of people losing their doubt. Mm. Uh But you could see once the story unfolds, and and you know, I'm not I'm not belittling anyone here, but as as the story unfolds, you could see the telltale signs there, as as it progressed. But um, maybe they're too far committed or they were just simply blinded by their first win to then jump onto the next one and then the next one and then the next one.
1: So let's not debunk, that's not the right word. Let's challenge another data point around uh, you know, why it's so important as you know, in an individual basis and that is rental yields. Mm-hmm. Now, now, typically yield is somewhat of a representation of supply and demand at that point in time, yep. if we look at it as a top line mm. figure. But there are many, many instances where that top line figure has been massively distorted, one way or the other, up up or down. So if we look at vacancy rates across Australia now, and I, just from the top of my head, you have, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, you've got Melbourne, and these are very general numbers, and that's my point. You have Melbourne sitting at around about 3.4. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got Sydney, I think, about 2.7. You've got um, uh, Brisbane at about 1.5, I believe. You've got Perth at around about 0.9. You've got uh, Adelaide, uh, Adelaide or South Australia around about 0.7. And, yeah, the list goes on. Yep. So vacancy rates as a collective are getting tighter and tighter mm. and tighter. Think back to my early commentary around APRA back then and overlay like COVID in some cases. But if they're top-line numbers – You could dig deeper and find out the truth into different localities. Now, yes, there are some uh, websites out there that give you a very broad view in a suburb scenario or Mm -hmm. a council orientated uh, picture. Mm -hmm. But you want more than that. You actually, if you're invest, if you're investing or potentially investing in Smithville, then you need to know what Smithville and the absolute localities right around it, the neighbouring suburbs, are.
0: And particularly the neck of woods you're buying, so it's the, the streets that you're buying. it could be as different as correct.
1: street by street. And there is no program, there is no website.
0: There is a program.
1: Yeah, you. Yeah. Phone call. Yeah, yeah. true. <laughs> it's uh, software. That's it. It's, software. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, but there's, there's, there's no way you can plug in on the interweb to say, well, okay, what's the vacancy rate? Is mm. This is where you actually need to do a little bit of the hard yards yourself. And that is, as you say, pick up the phone. Yep ring all the local agents find out how big their rent uh role or their rent how many properties they manage and how many are vacant and just Mm. do a quick calculation with your phone if you're not maths and yeah and it's a skill to get that information off the agents true that's a good point it Mm. is because you could be you know mr and mrs nobody ringing up an extremely busy property manager Mm. without a relationship saying well you don't know me but how many properties do you manage and yeah. Yeah. Are you going to give me the information? So clearly, I, there's a bit of I, a script. Know. If, that you if you I, to if I were the property manager, I'll give you the address of the nearest lake. Well, I'd just tell you whatever you want to hear, probably. <laughs> so I'm too busy. Yeah. But so there is a bit of a, a script uh, or process mm-hmm. to create yeah. a rela- to re- relationship.
0: So, what you're saying is this is not an overnight thing, right? You can't just, just jump on an area and um, you know expect to become an expert on it within five minutes.
1: Correct. Speaking of experts. soapbox no no it's not a soapbox moment although it could be but it won't be I want to just go back to the property clocks and I won't mention who they were but prior to COVID the property clock uh, had and I might have said this before had indicated that uh, the central coast of New South Wales was was at its peak Mm -hmm. and or thereabouts side note from eleven to twelve, nobody know how long yep. that takes. Could be one week. Could be, day, week, could could be, be two ten years. years. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it was at the top of its cycle because of. Well, nobody knows what the thought process is behind it in their particular case, other than some top line sort of statements. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, had you been, had you been an investor or an owner occupier or whatever it may be, that had thought and just read that and said, "Well, that's that's gold." That's real. That's enough information for me. And bypass the Central Coast. There are some instances where you've missed out on. I'm going to call it a hundred percent growth, mm-hmm. doubled in the last three to four years. Yep. Had yep. you just looked at that data point, just data in isolation, in isolation yeah. without knowing what was behind it, mm. bringing that back into relevance around the point of vacancy rates. So you've got where they've thrown sydney as a basket or mm. new south Wales as a basket case basket case into the basket <laughs> uh around uh the vacancy rates let me tell you that up on the central coast it's almost a case where people are fighting each other to rent yep. properties and has been for two years mm. and not showing any signs in the foreseeable or oh, sorry in the near future of of changing and there are isolated suburbs and locations in LGAs throughout australia that are doing that yeah conversely there are areas throughout australia where you can't rent a property No. in other words you can't give it away yeah because of the circumstances we are mm-hmm. today so once again the vacancy rate while well, very very important you need a little bit of truth behind it and what's the pipeline exactly right because the pipeline analysis will give you relevance to what the data is telling you mm-hmm. at the moment around that vacancy yeah rate.
0: so it, it gives you uh, a good indication as to how sustainable the rent that you're getting right now is so is it is it just a flash in the pan or is it gonna be there for a few years before it it may uh, encounter some resistance in getting it rented out quickly because there's more supply coming to the market. So all of those things are important and um, this is where constant review uh, of your situation comes into play because as your property start becoming vacant, uh, I'll I'll give you an example. Uh, One of my uh, clients emailed me and um, this is a property that uh, he is in Queensland. And um, he's just given his tenant a $50 increase um, to re-sign them into a lease. Now, the tenants actually pushed back. And they pushed back and said, um, uh, you know, we're good tenants. And, um, uh, you know, just because the market is where it is, uh, word for word, because that's the email that was forwarded to me um, for some recommendations. Um, Just because the market is where it is doesn't uh, really... Uh, give us comfort that our rent should go up by $50 how about we do $30 or if you want $50 we'll only sign a six month lease now this is where you know your logical uh, approach needs to come in so on this particular property if the tenant did vacate we would have to spend some money on it right to freshen it up to get the same rent that we're trying to push right now so um, one of the recommendations I said was that well Give them a longer lease, right? So that gives them surety. Or you may want to back down gracefully. And instead of $50, maybe talk anywhere between $30 to $40. You've got the best of both worlds. They're happy, you're happy. And a happy tenant tends to ignore your your mundane repairs. They can put up with that as opposed to an unhappy tenant that will want everything fixed because you push the rent up $50 a week
1: it's a good point we're not for one vix for one minute not suggesting that you could be a slumlord yep um at all but there can be a difference between a want and a need that's right secondly it's not a them and us scenario we've all been tenants Tenants. yeah at one stage or another and i think a lot of people out there that aren't investors think that it is that them and us Mm -hmm. scenario the evil landlord yeah and it's the furthest thing from the from the truth Mm -hmm. you know it's a commercial decision uh but one done with yeah you can lo- look at a holistic
0: picture correct. and with ethics yeah,
1: yeah that's right correct um there's also a lot of websites out there which i would urge people to use as directional pieces only um and where i'm going to this with is around the narrative in the media at the moment or from the banking around the ddi so the debt to service mm-hmm. debt to income uh ratios and other scores is what the websites refer to um yeah we'll score this area score this area mm-hmm. Once again, that's a collation of maybe algorithm-driven numbers, data. yeah, to form the data to give an opinion. Mm. And whilst I'm all about technology and AI and everything like that, property is not there yet. Mm. So to be making half a million, million, two million dollar decisions based on a spit out of a of a recommendation from a bit of AI and, and computers, yep. I think that's a that's a gamble. That's a sp- speculative approach because what what technology can't in the initial stages take into account is the humanology mm-hmm. of an area of a house the emotive that's piece it that's it to
0: it yeah while you're talking Steve something popped into my mind one of the things that you know we rely on data heavily is valuations right and, and how much we need want to pay for our property and so let's say we had two properties side by side both were 600 square meters both have got identical looking houses on it the value as far as data is concerned the automated valuation we likely pick it up as the same value right however it doesn't take into account whether one's got really good side access so you can actually put a granny flat at the back or one's got a sewer line going across the backyard so you can't develop it right yet they both pick up as the same price so this is where you're taking the data and then correlating it to the ground truth. In other words, what are the other metrics behind this that is not caught up by the data to then make a collective collective decision? The truth
1: mm. is the exactly- tru- w- The truth is out there. Yeah, it is. But, that's, but that's what it is mm. because once again, that's data being very, very, very misleading. So it could be about easements, could be about condition. Yes. Yeah. You know, did it have an extension mm. and add three bedrooms? You know, there's so many different components rather than just the number um in isolation yeah i guess so i want to so now that we've talked about data that it can be wrong often it is Mm -hmm. Um, just even in isolation or even broadly speaking let's quickly talk about the future and we might as well jump on the bandwagon with everybody else and talk about increasing interest rates COVID's now gone um we have mobility potential for the international borders being open with volume over a period of time where do you see the market going
0: well that's an interesting interesting um, question the reason being that first of all no one can predict the future but given what we've got on our on our um, vision board uh, our crystal ball uh, with with the bits and pieces you're thrown in so immigration finance COVID's uh, been handled and uh, the um, job scenario inflation all of that is is as it should be the markets do go up and down right so as as people's sentiments um change uh, the markets do go up and down with the uh, migration i think we'll be looking at next level migration in terms of it. so um reasons why why people would want to migrate in, in australia and, and this is this is sharing a personal experience as i was my daughter went to hospital last night and um, she had an appendectomy. And as I was sitting uh, in, in her, um, in her um, uh, ward room, I reflected back to me as a migrant in Fiji, if the same scenario had um, unfolded, we are talking a five day saga here because of our health system uh, and because we used to it we tend to tend to uh, downgrade it or downplay it but our health system is pretty good over here so within within 10 minutes of arri- arriving into emergency she was seen by the triage and within uh, within 25 minutes she was in a ward um, and uh, the following morning she was operated on now that's what as migrants people want to come into and especially with covid and how different countries have handled covid We're going to see a huge, uh, a really good quality uh, of migrants coming in with money and and looking towards the future of their generations. So that's our X factor going into the next cycle. So there may be a slowdown with finance, a forced slowdown. Um, However, the catalyst will still get added on with these people, these migrants coming in, most of them this time around with money. Mm. And they're going to jump into the bandwagon of property ownership. So what I'm trying to say is that who knows what the future is? Stick to the fundamentals and, and uh, look at where um, it makes sense for you to buy or in some cases, whether it makes sense for you to sit this one out.
1: Yeah, that's that's good advice. It, um, it's very good advice because everybody is unique mm. in their own circumstances. I do tend to agree. I I think lending is as good as it gets today. Yep. If, if you're waiting for a better situation in terms of you know, generally speaking across the board, you'll be waiting a long time. It's as good as it gets today, barring that we don't have another worldwide event, mm. um, which looks like that won't be the case. So lending is good. While you can get it, you should get it, you don't have to spend it.
0: Uh, but you know, our, our advice throughout, um, um, even before the pandemic has been always make your equity liquid as soon as you can so that you've always got the cash or the, sorry the capital
1: available. Yeah and we'll fin- we'll, in a minute we'll finish with some points. Um, I think immigration is huge. It'll be a mm-hmm. very, very big player and there's probably two or three different scenarios that will play out and to me the, the most obvious one is or the most probable one is more once again centred around lending as it always is. I think rates will go up mm-hmm. somewhere in the next call it 12 to 18 months i'd say 12 to 18 months yeah. is a safe bet yeah yeah not astronomically we're not going to see five no. percent overnight um there's too much at play for that to happen mm-hmm. uh, i think that there's potentially going to be and i'm now i'm really sort of crystal ball gazing there may be another app or a tap the break mm-hmm. uh, and that would probably be in and around as i mentioned on our facebook live the last week uh if I was the banking system, I'd be looking at LVR positions. Yes. Uh, that's the easiest Squeeze way. It's back in the 95s and 90s. Yeah, And mm-hmm. we've already seen ANZ came out. They dropped their variable uh, last night at the time of this recording, increased the fixed. Mm-hmm. What that's doing is they dropped the variable to the to the really good uh, risk candidates. Yes. Sub 70% loan-to-value ratio, principal, place of residence P and I there goes your first homeowner yep straight out of the market like they're not going to be able to do that they're the ones at ninety ninety five, potentially speaking so there'll be an inflection point there for the for the future for sure how that will play out and once again I'm, I'm trying to envision a path here is that over the next few years potentially as lending does become harder less people will be in the market population will increase by immigration and just naturally that supply will be tighter mm-hmm. rents will go up rents could go up in a fashion that we haven't seen for yep. some time now that won't be everybody and that's a general statement but there will be areas I believe that will happen mm-hmm. in that way shape or form I also think that consumer confidence will inherently get better and better above where it is today which is almost i'm not going to call it record levels but it's very very strong Mm. Uh, as we now have mobility there's going to be a a jobs shortage skilled labor shortage we'll have wage growth there'll be the inflation people will become more uh more more confident on spending on whatever that looks like to them the economy wheels spin and you put all of this together with a few other components and dare i say it i think we're actually i did say it. i said it uh once we got out of the first lockdown it could be the roaring 20s yeah
0: absolutely it can be
1: i know it's a big Mm. call Mm. i think the world wants to hallmarks.
0: you've got all hallmarks yeah yeah
1: Mm. um worst case scenario it stays as it is Mm. you get inflation uh rates go up you'll still get growth you'll still get growth you'll still get uh uh income growth Mm -hmm. and i'll fix my rates for five years and i'll sleep easy yeah Lots of different proponents. Yeah. And then
0: five years' time, uh, Steve and I will be talking about, um, you know, his 4.99%
1: fixed rates, which is filthy about. Yeah, well, not for much longer. <laughs> it's um, <laughs> I've only got a year to go on it, but I'm actually, as I said, I can't remember where I said it. It was one, one of the things. Um, I'm actually paying the break costs to do it. Mm-hmm. Why? Because it allows me to service way better. Way better. Because I dropped the rate by more than 2%. Yeah. So, so that's a commercial
0: decision. It's a commercial so,
1: decision. Right. And not, not everybody should go out and run mm-hmm. out to do that. Uh, but for me it makes sense. So let's leave everybody with some really good tips that that ring that run true in any cycle but probably more so uh, today with that dynamic situation that we have because of all the obvious reasons mm-hmm. and beyond. My first tip for everybody is be liquid. Yeah, Now's your time with some recent growth that you may have had to be drawing down on that equity being quite general and parking it in the offset as long as you are disciplined. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. Liquid.
0: liquid. Yep. And uh, so uh, just to um, um, expand on that, being liquid means to um, get your property revalued and extract the allowable um, LVR back out onto your offset account. Now, um, my suggestion, and this is my tip, is that uh, you don't leave your run till too late. As we are getting into uh, the silly season, the banks generally have an embargo on refinances because they then give the the um, uh, purchases um, priority over refinances. So, um, if you're wanting to get the money in your accounts before Christmas, you need to start your run early. And if you don't know how to get started, or you wanted to have a conversation with, um, uh, you know, a, a finance expert, just reach back out to us. We'll put you in touch with uh, Z Shua and his team at MLS Finance, um, and uh, they can assess. Uh, and give you a clear pathway as to how to do that. Correct.
1: Now, what we, just to repeat, we're not saying the world is on fire. We're just saying be prepared. Yes. And this is general advice, and it won't suit everybody to mm. do so. Uh, but for those that can, they should, and get that ball rolling. What's the second tip, Vic?
0: Look, the second tip is stay between the flags unless you are a very, very, very strong swimmer or surfer uh, and you've got heaps of experience behind you and always protect what you already have before venturing out further. Um, uh, and don't speculate and don't try, and try the new shiny thing just because the property cycle's where it is.
1: Yep, that's a good one. Third one for me would be, if you are entertaining to either enter the market for the f- first time or re-enter the market for the 31st time, whatever it may be, is to start that ball rolling now. Yes even though it might be a new year purchase and that could Mm -hmm. be Jan, Feb, March, you really do wanna be ahead of the curve. My guess is that the holiday season, Christmas, where traditionally before the last four years it was a great time to purchase, Mm -hmm. uh, then for the last four years it's been a horrible time to purchase because everybody's trying to purchase because they think it's a great time to purchase, if that makes sense. I'm 50-50 on where it'll go. Yeah. This year, yeah. I, I think pe- people are fatigued mm-hmm. between their ears, and they just want to break. They can travel internationally, hopefully interstate, and I think people just want to get away and switch off. Yeah, uh, could be one direction, mm-hmm. or everybody the other scenario. Everybody might go. The show goes on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's let you know go go go. Whatever that whatever that is to them. Um, so it will be interesting to see which way it goes. One thing that will be uh true to form is that finance will be just as hard to get in terms of the length of time yeah so start having those conversations with your banker broker financier whatever it may be to be prepared so mm. that you can hit the ground running early on the next year because it is only just around the corner yeah
0: it is it is absolutely uh, at the time of recording it's what only six and a half weeks away from christmas it's a bit scary really. yeah it is.
1: so what's the fourth tip
0: look the fourth tip um is um making sure that uh, whilst the finance landscape is changing, uh, talk to your broker, and if you've got any constructions parked, and uh, you know, especially when you're going to uh, really look at things over Christmas in terms of employment, in terms of your mode of income generation, maybe time to pull the trigger on it,
1: um, and and not not have it parked in perpetuity. So if you're part of the great worldwide resignation mm. scenario and you still want to invest, maybe get the sequence right. Yeah, get the sequence sure right. Resign, yeah. but mm.
0: like- Get the finance in place first. Finance. Yeah. That's not a pre-approval. I'm talking about restructuring and, and perhaps cre- you know extracting enough cash so that you could actually do the construction cash and then recapitalize, uh, assuming you can find the right lenders uh, to help you uh, pull that money out.
1: Mm. And the fifth tip- for me and probably the final one for me would be stay the course. And that means stay the course before what you were thinking about before COVID in terms of uh, growth patterns, goals to some degree, uh, the trajectory, mm-hmm. the sequence. Don't let COVID and what's happened over the last two years in term, or 18 months thereabouts in terms of this massive escalated growth pattern that we've seen don't let it think don't let it make you think that that's normal yep because yep. it's but because it, it's not so t- retune yourself if you think it is mm-hmm. absolutely and what's the last one from you
0: look uh, the last one uh, i was actually going to say uh, stay the course anyway so you've stolen my thunder uh, in that sense so um i'm going to re-tack that and say as you get into the new year start looking at your rentals start looking at how you can increase your income and also, in, equally importantly, decrease your expenditure within the portfolio. So do a do, do I, do I, um, I house check in terms of where your numbers are uh, so that when you're going into the new year, you're going in knowing your numbers and knowing what action plan you've got for each property uh, so that it then helps you set up um, and decide whether you are bringing forward your purchases next year, or are you pushing it back, uh, or waiting for the right opportunity to come by?
1: So really you're protecting your... your Protect what you've already got. And if you're moving forward, protect your borrowing capacity. So don't roll into Christmas and load the cards up. Mm -hmm. uh, In fact, in a perfect world, you shouldn't have any credit Mm -hmm. cards. uh, Because that, as we know, and as you've heard Z talk about before, kills your borrowing capacity. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, and if you want a new car, it's three years or two-year wait, depending mm. on what it is. It, um, it's crazy. So delayed gratification. That's it. Well, there it is, folks. It's the uh, first one back in five yeah. months recorded. Bit rusty. Yeah, but a bit fun mm. too as well. And what we, were gonna, what we were saying earlier on about we were just going to call it wing it and see what happens. Yep. Well, basically we did that. <laughs> so stay between the flags. And, of course, the data does lie mm-hmm. from time to time. So we hope you enjoyed it. If you've got any questions for us, just reach out on the socials, uh, via the website, whatever it may be. And uh, we'd love to have a chat. And if we could help you, even if it's just to give you some direction, Uh, keep the questions coming because we do eventually get to them on our Facebook Lives, Mm -hmm. uh, which is where we tend to answer all the questions. And of course, it would mean a lot for us if you give us a review uh, because a lot of work goes in behind the scenes, not necessarily from Vic and I, but from everybody else. uh, And it means a lot to them. So we will see you next next time.
0: The information featured in this podcast is general in nature, does not take into consideration your financial situation or individual needs and should not be relied upon. Before making any investment, insurance, tax, property or financial planning decision, you should consult a licensed professional who can advise whether your decision is appropriate for you.